considering defecting to the Conservative Party. So to clarify, three members of Parliament from the Labour Party, which is a left-wing party, are considering defecting to the Conservatives, which is a right-wing party. They are completely ideologically different. Um, and this here's the thing this it's you know this kind of version of the conservative party this um this current conservative administration is a particularly cruel and harsh version of the conservative party i am not a fan of the conservatives obviously um but it's clear to see that this version of them that we have now is a lot harder it is a lot more ruthless um and that previous conservative governments we've had um previous i guess uh, generations of the party have been a little more open to i don't know empathy and humanity um i mean <laughs> Not great amounts, obviously, but, um, you know, this current version is is the worst for a while. They are just completely heartless in so many ways. And so the thought of three Labour MPs looking at that and saying, you know what, I might just go over there, is fucking batshit to me. I... I don't, I don't understand. So, let's have a look at this. Um, so, apparently, according to the Mail on Sunday, uh, these three Labour MPs are considering defecting to the Conservatives because they are disillusioned with Keir Starmer's leadership. It appears nobody is happy with Keir Starmer's leadership. 
<laughs> nobody likes this man i don't know i don't know what the tea is there but um so apparently these three mps decided during last week's labor conference in brighton to open lines of communication with conservative party whips about switching parties they are understood to be in despair at Keir Starmer's failure to make inroads into Boris Johnson's opinion poll lead, as well as the Labour deputy leader, Angela Rayner, branding the Conservatives as racist and scum. I, I don't... Look, I mean, there is always, I guess, the chance that this story is complete nonsense, but, um, mm. I've been thinking about it. I know one thing, it's not Rosie Duffield. Uh, somebody on Twitter theorised that it was, and she actually directly replied and made it clear it was not her. Uh, she is sticking with the Labour Party. Um... Someone guessed is one of them Richard Burton. <laughs> oh mate. Um that that would be really funny actually. <laughs> I mean it's unlikely to happen, but it'd be funny. Um someone has said, I bet one of them is Ian Murray. Well, it would be the most attention Ian Murray's ever going to get because literally nobody cares about him. Um, for those that don't know, Ian Murray is Scottish Labour's one and only Member of Parliament at Westminster. Uh, he's a lonely, lonely guy. Um, and literally nobody seems interested in anything he has to say. So um, I don't think anyone would notice if he defected, actually, because, I mean, it's not like anyone's paying a lot of attention to him. Um, mm, I want to see more of these guesses. Uh, somebody's guessed uh, Khalid Mahmood, maybe. You see, that would kind of make a little bit of sense because he has publicly talked about being upset with some of the way that, you know, the party is portraying itself to the public he wrote this complete nonsense opinion piece about how all this all these buzzwords like wokeness and identity politics and all this absolute nonsense and i was like girl anyways <laughs> so that would make sense but i mean he's kind of in the same camp as ian murray in the fact that nobody would care um beyond thinking it's a bit of a scummy thing to do to go and join a party um because this is my my major beef if this is actually true um everybody who is a current labor member of parliament took you know labor policies labor ideas left-wing policies left-wing ideas opposition to the government they took all of that to their voters 
And because they went round and they promised all of that to their voters, that's how they got their seats. And I'm sorry, but I think it's a bit fucking disrespectful to then turn around and say, okay, so I know that I said I stood for all of these left-wing ideas and left-wing policies and and all that, but actually, I'm gonna do. I'm just gonna go and join a right-wing party and do a bunch of right-wing stuff and vote in a month. You know, a bunch of right-wing ways. That's what I'm doing. Sorry, lads. Um, and no, I will not be triggering a by-election. Uh, toodle pip. I think that's a bit fucking disrespectful. If it was, if it was defecting two parties that are similar ideologically, I still feel the respectful thing to do to your, you know, for your voters is to trigger a by-election and let them choose. Do they still choose you, or do they choose somebody else? Um, I think that is the right thing to do, and I think somebody that is confident about their performance as a member of parliament and somebody that is confident about their connection to the community and their relationship with their community wouldn't be afraid of that um and yet um but if it's you know an ideologically close party like say someone going from like labor to the greens or you know labor to the smp if they're in scotland that's never going to happen because Ian Murray would never do that. But, um, you know, or Labour to Plaid Cymru or something. Or maybe even, like, Labour to the Lib Dems at a push. Although I think um, I think maybe that was a stuff a little too far, really. Because, I mean, there are a lot of differences. But um, I could understand that. I'd still feel that the right thing to do as you know, to give voters the choice because you essentially misled them, really. Because the whole thing is you tick your little box and you're like, right, I've got, you know, a representative from this party and it's this person for the next couple of years. That's what I've asked for. That's what I've voted for. That's what I've said I want. Um, And for them to turn around and be like, okay, so I know you voted for me because I came round and I gave you a leaflet saying, these are my principles. Well, I've changed them now and I expect you not to complain about that. I think that's fucking bullshit. Um, (laughs) Like, I'm sorry, but I do. Um, But at least if it's something ideologically close, I could understand. But changing from Labour to Conservative is just fucking mental. Like, (laughs) what? (laughs) What? That's insane. Make it make sense. It doesn't make sense. It can't make sense. Um... I want to see if there's any more guesses. Ha! <laughs> someone just... <laughs> someone just guessed Jeremy Corbyn. I find that hard to believe. I mean, I, I don't think technically Jeremy Corbyn is a Labour MP at the moment, but... I mean, for all his faults, I think Jeremy Corbyn... We can at least say about him that there is absolutely categorically no way that he crosses the floor to join the Conservative Party. He is the the one person in the Labour Party you can 100% depend on in that regard. Um, (laughs) I'm 
that's hilarious. Jeremy Corbyn joining the Tories. Can you imagine? I- <laughs> I'm sorry. That that has that has killed me a little bit. Um. Any more guesses? Lots of people keep guessing Rosie Duffield, and I'm not really sure why. Because. I guess perhaps it's maybe because of her gender critical uh, beliefs, but um, what you have to remember is that there are also, I think, people on the left that agree with her on that. And there are also, you know, pretty much everything else that she talks about and everything else she believes is just solidly left wing. I don't think, I don't think she would be willing to sacrifice all of that just for her gender critical beliefs when she doesn't really have to because she can still be gender critical and be in the Labour Party, clearly, because, you know, she hasn't been at this time reprimanded or punished for that so from her perspective it makes no sense to move parties because there's no real downside to being in the Labour Party for her so I don't really understand why everyone's convinced it's Rosie Duffield um (laughs) ah another another vote on here for Rosie Duffield um and another one for Khalid Mahmood everybody thinks it's them apparently um that's so stupid. Someone's someone's put Rosie Duffield, R. Duffield, and the Member of Parliament for Canterbury. Come on, man. Um. <laughs> Someone said, I'm guessing the three MPs are Jess Phillips, Lisa Nandy, and Keir Starmer. <laughs> Can you imagine? Keir Starmer just walks back in, you know, back into Westminster, throws his hands up and just says, I can't be asked," and just walks across. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Um, obviously, I don't see it for Keir Starmer. I don't really see it for Lisa Nandy either. Um... I don't really see it for Jess Phillips either, to be honest. Because I feel like... I don't know. When she talks about, you know, her constituency, she pretty much says openly that the problems are the fault of the Conservatives. I don't think it would go down well with her voters if she then went and joined those people. I just... I I, I don't see it for her. guessing (coughs) somebody guessed Emily Thornberry how dare you she would never she would never my god (laughs) someone guessed John McDonnell (laughs) oh come on Uh, be serious Zara Sultana god that's not gonna happen I feel like people are just throwing out random names of Labour MPs at this point. 
<laughs> because <laughs> God. And we must we must remember this may not even be happening. <laughs> um but I think everyone's getting excited about it, but I do feel if this does happen, if this is the case, I do think it's incredibly ethically not cool. Do you know what I mean? I it's uncomfortable for me because it's like you can't expect people, especially your constituents, to be cool with this. It's not really fair on them. I guess we'll have to see what happens. We'll have to find out. So, I have to be careful what I say about this, but you know what? I'm going to probably fuck it up anyway and get sued. We'll see what happens. Um, so, Claudia Webb, who is a former Labour MP, currently standing, well, sitting or just being there as an independent, um, she has been in court. Uh, she was charged with harassment and that is currently ongoing there have been reports released about things that have been said and accused and things and this trial we're going to talk about them and try not to get sued or sent to prison (laughs) oh my god can you imagine me in prison (laughs) i would not survive i would not survive i just I, i would simply pass away um so um okay here's what i'm gonna do okay i am just going to read this article from bbc news and maybe every now and again i'll throw in a little something but i'll throw the word allegedly before it so a bitch can't come after me okay and let's hope that that gets us where we need to go an mp threatened to send naked pictures of a woman to her family because she was jealous of her friendship with her partner a court has heard girl allegedly allegedly doing this allegedly over a man allegedly where is your self-respect, allegedly? I <laughs> Allegedly. You could be allegedly going to jail for a fucking man. Some girl. Allegedly. Claudia Webb, 56. Really? Okay, work also allegedly used a misogynistic insult against I'm not going to say the lady's name because I feel like she's not a public figure you know and threatened her with acid allegedly bitch what the fuck 
what? What the fuck, allegedly? Acid. I mean, that's that's literally one of the worst things you can do to a person. That's allegedly horrifying. What the fuck? Westminster Magistrates Court heard Miss Webb, who is an independent member of Parliament for Leicester East, after being suspended by the Labour Party, was in a relationship with, and then the man's name, at the time. She denies one charge of harassment. Okay, so allegedly, I'm not saying it's true. I'm not saying it's not true. I'm not saying she's guilty. I'm not saying nothing. But allegedly, if what is being alleged is allegedly true. God, he left you anyway. Was it worth it, allegedly? Was it worth it, allegedly? Clownery, foolishness. The threats were made during 16 phone calls between the 1st of September 2018 and the 26th of April last year, the court heard. God, that's like two years. Okay, listen, I'm gonna take a little break and I'm just gonna give some general advice. Maybe it's allegedly for someone who this article is about who probably needs to hear it. Maybe it's just for everybody. Listen, if you have somebody that you're involved with, connected with, whatever, it doesn't matter if it's a man, if it's a woman, if it's a non-binary person. doesn't matter if you're a man, woman, whoever you are. If you are with somebody that does not make you feel safe and secure in the relationship... Don't let that bitch waste your time. Don't don't let them fuck you around. Just leave and find someone that will respect you and respect your relationship enough to make you feel safe and secure. Don't don't go doing all this alleged crazy bunny boiler shit. All right? Because firstly, 9 times out of 10, this other person that you've got in your head probably doesn't even know they're in the picture, right? <laughs> and and secondly, why are you wasting your time trying to hold on to someone that doesn't make you feel valued? Why are you trying to hold on to someone that doesn't respect you and your relationship? What the fuck is the point? You think that once you've allegedly dispatched to this one that there won't be another one that's going to come along don't be naive don't be a mug right let's keep reading the reason for the harassment would appear to be the fact that the woman was friends with the man and this was an issue for the defendant claudia webb prosecutor Susanna Stevens said she said miss webb made a string of short silent phone calls from a withheld number to the woman who told the court she had known the man for more than 15 years and was good friends to him having previously dated the trial continues 
I mean, listen, allegedly, this shit is crazy, I'm sorry, I I just, (laughs) what the fuck? I just, I don't really understand how someone allegedly um, is in a a position of power and responsibility um, and is not, you know, know a young person that maybe doesn't have much life experience and doesn't know how to handle their business I just at some point in your life you have to move past this whole you know dramatic I'm gonna fight every girl allegedly that looks in the direction of my man or whatever you have to move past that and you have to say either I can have trust and I cannot see every woman as a threat um, or I'm going to work on myself until I get to that point or I'm going to find someone that doesn't make me feel like this and doesn't make me react like this um, there is no evidence that the woman that Claudia Webb has allegedly harassed has done anything wrong um, or that there was any truth to what Claudia Webb allegedly uh, believed was happening and there was no no proof that this woman was, you know any kind of threat to the relationship as Claudia Webb allegedly believed and so you just sort of have to think well Claudia Webb needs to allegedly grow up because what the fuck girl She has potentially, allegedly, thrown away her entire career and for what? For what? What has been gained? Nothing. Because... (sighs) Allegedly, if she did it, she's not... It's not exactly got a positive result because she's no longer with this man, apparently, from what we can see. So, allegedly, if what the prosecution are presenting is the truth, allegedly, we don't know, the trial's not over, but if that is the case, she has potentially ruined her own life for nothing. I'm sorry, but that's... 
That's like this weird mixture of sad and pathetic and it makes me uncomfortable to think about it. Taking, at this time in particular, £20 a week away from the most vulnerable, lowest income households across the country simply cannot be defended in any way, shape or form. And, and I do say to the Conservatives here, if Douglas Ross wants to get off his phone for a moment while we're talking about this really serious issue, I would say... Wow. Wow. If you come for the queen, you better not miss and you better not be on your fucking phone because she's going to call you out. She's going to call you out. She's going to say, she's going to be like, hey, bitch, get the fuck off your phone. Stop playing like fucking fantasy football or fucking Minecraft or whatever the fuck it is that bitch is doing. Pay attention because real shit is happening. We had no choice but to stand. Um, <laughs> she was giving me that you're gonna fucking listen energy. And I was living. I was living. God, I put my phone down and she wasn't even talking to me. I. <laughs> we had to stand. Um, it's been a bit of a busy week. I wanted to talk about something. <sighs> It probably seems like a really small thing, but I think it is important that we talk about this and we have these conversations. So, um, here in Kent, uh, there used to be a member of parliament named Michael Fallon, who you may remember as the defence secretary and also somebody that was named in a list that allegedly leaked from the Conservative Whip's office uh, that accused him of doing some things that I don't feel I'm able to mention without getting into trouble. Um, Although it certainly makes some of his voting history a little bit hypocritical if it were true. Um, Anyways, um, so he stood down as Defence Secretary and then eventually stood down as a Member of Parliament not because he was bored of it, not because he was tired, but because he was exposed. He was exposed as a sexual harasser of women. And here's the thing. He's now, he's involved in this fundraiser here in Kent. He's working with a broadcaster from LBC called Ian Dale. Um, and it's it's disturbing to me because this is a man that, you know, this was not a one-off thing. This was multiple cases of Michael Fallon harassing women, touching women without their consent. Um, and now everyone, it's, it's like people are trying to rehabilitate this man. And I, I feel that that's wrong. I do. I'm sorry. And I'm not. I'm not just saying it because he's a Tory, and also because he was like my nemesis for a while. Um, <laughs> I mean, I used to. I used to live in the Seven Oaks constituency, and he 
never really responded to my emails, so we had like a feud, but like it was mainly just in my head. Um, <laughs> um, but you know, it's not just because of that, because you know, if this was someone on my side of the political spectrum, if this was someone in my party, I would, I would not want for somebody to just be, you know, given all these new opportunities, given these platforms, given these uh, moments where they could potentially be around people, um, they could be potentially a danger to, um, you know, and, and this is happening for him, and it's disturbing to me, and I feel, I feel like everyone's either forgotten what happened, or they're pretending that they've forgotten it happened, um, and it kind of, it kind of really demonstrates how little people take seriously the, the long-lasting effects of these kinds of things, and also, how desperate people are to just try and move on from it because they want to stay um, they want to stay connected to someone who did these things they want to still support them they want to still like them Um, R. Kelly he was found guilty of a number of sexual crimes this week and already I mean even you know through the trial there was lots of people like oh it's all a conspiracy and all this um, but even now, with all the evidence, a guilty verdict, um, so much evidence that that he was guilty, and he he has done these things, and he did hurt those girls. There are people desperate to try and rehabilitate him because they don't want to let go of the music. They don't want to let go of the parasocial relationship they have with this man. They don't want to let go of who they thought he was, they don't want to let go of any of that, and I feel like this is a common thing, um, I mean, obviously, Michael Fallon is not, like, (laughs) he's not a musician, he's not a pop star, whatever, um, but I'm sure that there are people that don't want to have to, you know, they they need him to be given a second chance because, you know, maybe he's their friend, maybe he's uh, a useful colleague to them, a useful contact, and so they need him to still be in the game. And for them to do that, they have to help him get his image back, get his standing within communities back. And I just... It's grim to me. Like, I'm sorry, but it is... <laughs> I just find it disgusting. Um, <laughs> let's uh, let's talk about. <sighs> actually, let's talk about something that's not disgusting and something that's actually very good. Um, so, from this week, it was it was made illegal for under eighteen year olds to get Botox and dermal lip fillers for cosmetic reasons in England. I think this is a really good thing. It is one of the only things 
that the British government has done in recent years that I like. Um, I, I found it very disturbing how common it has become for social media influencers, bloggers, YouTubers, um, and people like that to promote these kinds of procedures to young people. Um, a lot of the time, the audience for influencers will be quite young, um, and people will know that, you know, because, listen, here's the thing, um, if I'm, if I'm, you know, looking to do a new project, right, I will, I'll do my research, I'll look at, you know, kind of the age groups and the the gender breakdown and all that of who's, you know, who's looking at my website, who's listening to, you know, all of my podcasts, who's listening to my music, whatever, I can check the demographics, I can see age breakdowns, I can see gender, uh, do you know what, (laughs) depending on where I look, Uh, I can even find more information. Let me tell you this. Facebook knows a lot about you. Let me just say that. (laughs) And they are willing to tell advertisers all about it as well. Um, So when I'm sorting out stuff like ad campaigns, marketing, uh, when I'm creating stuff, I can look at all that data that I have and make decisions, right? So I find it very hard to believe that a lot of influencers and all that don't know how young some parts of their audience are and that they don't know that they need to that they need to be responsible with the messaging that they are putting out so there are a number of influencers that had young audiences that were you know making you know fun little vlogs and Instagram reels and TikToks and all that shit, going to the clinic, getting their lips done and saying, oh, this is my, this is my doctor, he's really good, oh, this is my nurse, she's really good, if you use my code, it's in the description, you can get a discount, and they're using all the songs that are popular with younger people in the videos to make sure that the algorithm will show it to younger people, and all this shit they are basically trying really hard to get this shit in front of kids because listen kids are the most like vulnerable i don't mean this harshly but it is the truth gullible audience you can get you can sell a you can sell teenage girls teenage boys anything it is so easy because <laughs> Because, because they're kids. They might think they're grown up, but they're kids. Um, and so you had a lot of influencers that were doing this. And they were getting free procedures. They were getting paid by some, you know, companies to do this as well. Um, and, you know, they would offer discount codes to their followers. They would be encouraging their young followers to go and get the same procedures done. Um, knowing full well that a lot of their followers were under the age of 18 they were children um not only is it dangerous in terms of you know sending kids off for unnecessary 
cosmetic surgery when they're children but also because of how damaging it is to their self-esteem in general um but it was it was a fucking wild thing and what made it even worse is that a couple of months ago um it kind of became almost a trend for influencers that had been like really into like surgery and fillers and all this to make a big like tell-all video and be like oh I never liked having them oh it was actually really painful even though I told everyone it didn't hurt and all this right and being like oh you know I'm not having them done anymore because it was so painful oh I couldn't eat anything for three weeks after I had it done oh I always had to drink through a straw because my lips were so painful and all this and they're suddenly telling the truth even though in the smiley little tiktoks before they were like oh go and get it done babes it doesn't even hurt this isn't they're lying to these kids and then they're monetizing the truth and being honest and I just I just found it sick to be honest um And so I think that this change is a good thing. Because, I mean, these procedures can go wrong at any age, obviously. But at least if you are an adult, you can make that decision for yourself. You have a bit more of a chance of being able to make a clear decision having weighed up all the options all the facts all the evidence if you're a kid that's been influenced by what you've seen on the internet you know you might like I said you might think you're grown but you're not um you think you know everything but you don't those kids don't stand a fucking chance you know what I mean and I mean these kind of procedures they can give you problems for a very long time sometimes even forever and it's just it's a relief to me to know that these kids have a chance now you know what I mean I I just hope this kind of shit stops being a trend altogether but I'll take this you know, if that's all I can get right now, (laughs) that'll do me just fine, um, we're going to space, (laughs) we're going, we're going to space, guys, going to fucking space, um, Downing Street released, uh, some information about our national space strategy that will create jobs and level up, According to a tweet from the 10 Downing Street Twitter account, it said this, We'll harness space technology to solve problems on Earth, creating jobs and levelling up across the UK. (laughs) (laughs) This, This is the same government cannot get everything together to make sure that there are enough like truck drivers and stuff 
to make sure that the shops and the petrol stations are stocked and now they think we're gonna go to fucking space or some shit space sector is lifting off get fucked For, I, I just I mean come on like what <laughs> oh my god I mean imagine thinking about going to space when we've got so many problems here For goodness sake we've got things going on Boris we don't have time for you to have some fucking dalliance in space or whatever. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Um, Boris Johnson apparently promises to create galactic Britain with plans to launch rockets into orbit from next year. Well, if you could fly me into the sun on the way, that would be really helpful to me because... <laughs> I've had enough. Um, I just... I mean, surely we have bigger problems to be dealing with than going to fucking space. And you know what? Is going to space such a good idea anyway? What if we get up there and the aliens are like... I fucking hate you bitches. And then they come down here and they try and kill us or some shit. Like, I don't know. I just feel like they're going to not send our best up to space. You know what I mean? And then the aliens are going to be upset. Just leave the fucking aliens alone. They're living up there. We're living down here. Accept that. Don't bother them. Leave them alone. Um... I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> I'll talk about it in a minute. Um, firstly, let us, for a moment, talk about a very strange thing that I don't understand. Well, I mean, I understand some of it. Let's say that. So, Carl, I, okay, so, uh, Police Scotland were having a consultation, um, and around 6,700 people responded to that consultation um, in total and a lot of people apparently displayed annoyance or general ambivalence to the use of Gaelic in the police force which is weird I feel personally 
<laughs> I don't understand this. Like, I don't... I mean, I do and I don't, if that makes sense. Like, in the sense that, like... my What I don't understand is why someone would get so fucking uppity about a language. Like, everything would still be written in English, too. Like, it's not like you're being excluded you know, uh, and you, you could, I mean, you could just look away from the words that are in Gaelic, you don't have to look at it, you can just look at the English if it makes you feel better, I, I just, I don't understand the fragility of being so fucking offended by a language, it's just weird, it's like when people get uppity about signs that are in English and Welsh, and I'm like, why are you so bothered by this? People have real problems. But you know what else? Listen to this. The Times discovered that it was quite possible that the consultation had been hijacked and that fringe groups had basically organised a mass writing to try and make it look like the public as a whole was opposed to it basically they were trying to rig the results darling um and i (laughs) again i asked the question why would you do this like do you not have a fucking life you're really out here getting so uppity about a fucking language that you do not have to look at you do not have to speak like this is wild to me why why are they so threatened by words I mean oh like even if you don't speak the language I would say that you should at least be able to recognise that it's a good thing to try and preserve that language and also it's a good thing to provide materials and services for people that speak that language. You know what I mean? It's not like it takes anything away from English speakers to also provide for people that speak other languages. It literally doesn't. It literally doesn't. Why are you so insecure? Why are you so weird? What's going on with you? it was not cute darling it was not gorgeous um okay before I go into conference nonsense um, I want to talk to you about a lady named Gina Miller now Gina Miller she she's very popular with anti-brexit people and that's fine and that's fair she did a lot of work trying to campaign against brexit trying to stop brexit and things like that um and that's nice and we appreciate you sis um unfortunately she has decided that that means she needs to start a political party (laughs) I don't know why people do this 
I don't know why there are so many people that'll be like, you know what I need to do? I need to start a political party. That's what I need to do. No, you don't. All right? No, you don't. You absolutely do not need to do that. Thank you. Especially... Especially as this appears to have been done on a whim. And I'm going to tell you why I think that. I'm looking at the website now. Firstly, the party's name is True and Fair, which is a shit party name. I... Bitch, what does that mean? What do you stand for? What's the point of you? You can't just say, oh, we stand for truth, because... Okay, but how are you going to run the country if you magically make it into government or something? Like, what are your principles? What do you stand for beyond telling the truth? Um, Like, what the fuck does this mean? Uh, Secondly, they've got an ugly logo. Like, it's hideous. Um... (laughs) literally all their website says is got the logo up the top and then it just says we deserve better register for the launch and to be kept updated i'm not giving these people my email address because i don't feel like they're going to be around for very long um (laughs) anytime someone asks she just points them to the website and i just i just think well (laughs) surely surely you have some kind of plan I mean, surely you can tell us a little about it, you know? I I just... Mm. Girl. Um, um, so apparently her political party exists to hold government to account and she says voters deserve better than the current politics of incompetence and self-interest. I mean... God, isn't this self-interest? Because you've basically just decided to launch a party that doesn't need to be there because the opposition is is supposed to be holding the government to account and for the most part they are doing that. And when the official opposition, the Labour Party, are not doing that, there are other opposition parties that are. So your party doesn't actually need to be exist. Be, be, be exist? I'm out here like be best. Your party doesn't need to exist. There we go. Um, you could you could just use the resources and all that that you're putting into this vanity party to support a party that already exists and already has infrastructure and all that jazz. You could do that. You could do that. You don't need to do this. Um Gina Miller also said for several years that she had no interest in a political career. And for her now to turn around and say she's launching a political party and for her to make the whole party's brand about being honest and telling the truth and shit. Girl. (laughs) Girl. I mean... (laughs) I mean... Come on, sis. She also had a bit of a um, hiccup. Um, she tweeted this week, 
In the midst of fuel shortages, people desperately worried about rising cost of living, eating, heating, empty shelves, anyone seen Boris Johnson, and she tagged Boris Johnson. And then Rachel Johnson, Boris Johnson's sister, and I think she does stuff on TV or something, and she was a a political candidate for Change UK, I think, and I, I don't know, she does stuff, I don't know. Anyway, she said, it was our mother's funeral yesterday, Gina. And then Gina Miller just replied with, my sincere condolences. Well, sis, if you're going to be a political party leader and shit, you're going to have to learn a lot because <laughs> it's already a disaster and you only just got started, sis. Um, so, okay, let's have a chat about conference. Um, so, Tory conference hasn't even started yet and it's already controversial again. Uh, last week we had the controversy about whether the COVID um, bereavement group would be able to attend or not. Um, this week uh, there's been lots of controversy because the Conservatives have allowed the LGB alliance to attend their party conference um the lgb alliance has paid for a stall at the event and there are a number of conservatives that are pleased and a number that are not pleased um so for those that don't know what it is the lgb alliance is a charity in the uk um that is incredibly controversial because um well uh well lots of reasons actually um firstly uh it's controversial because of its primary aim to separate um the lesbian gay and bisexual communities from the trans community like their whole uh belief i guess is that there is nobody in their opinion speaking for lesbians gays and bisexuals and so they have decided they're going to do that um which is weird because there's there's quite quite a few straight people involved in like you know their supporter base and things like that It's, it's a bit strange to me um but there we are um so that's obviously a bit controversial um they're controversial because there are some lgb people that do not want them to speak for them and they don't want them as representatives of us as uh as people as a community whatever um of course there are some that do as well so you know it's kind of a like a difficult thing there i guess um there's also a number of concerns that have been raised about um the lgb alliance's position on a number of lgb related topics uh they have um they have said a number of things that some people perceive to be biphobic for example and homophobic so there are a lot of people wondering if they 
are the right people to be representing LGBT people at all. Um, so they are, they're going to the Tory conference. Um, ben Bradley, who is a Conservative MP and also a councillor because he wants all the jobs. Uh, and he's also a twat, but that's unrelated. I kind of related to this. Um, he decided to tweet on it and he said, unlike Labour, we're actually open to a discussion on women's rights, to listening to different views and trying to strike a fair and proper balance in this debate. Folks who want to hurl abuse at people they disagree with have missed their chance. Labour conference was last week. Girl. Listen, this is a guy that will literally just say stuff to be contrary. I, I'm serious. I mean... <laughs> he's just a bit of a kerfuffle of a human being, really. Um, this is the same guy who had to apologise <laughs> for accusing, you know, parents who's kids had free school meals of uh, using money on drugs uh, he has had to apologise for suggesting that poor people are sterilised um, he just seems like an absolute <laughs> cunt <laughs> I, I mean that's just that's just it it just seems like he's he's just saying this to be a fucking input hoe like it really has nothing to do with you darling like (laughs) thanks for your input but nobody cares um but somebody that i would say actually is an important part of this conversation and should be consulted and should be, you know, heard in this situation is the LGBT conservatives. Um, I've talked a little bit about them before. I'm not super familiar, primarily because while I am LGBT, I'm not a Tory, so I'm not super involved with what's going on there, obviously. Um, but what I do know is that a number of the LGBT conservatives are doing what they can to try and make life better for lgbt people um and here's the problem the lgbt conservatives group has been sent abuse and death threats over the decision to allow the lgb alliance to be part of the conservative conference i really feel obviously that this is inappropriate but also that it should be obvious that a group within the party does not get to sign off on these things it's it's incredibly unfair to expect the LGBT conservative group to have to take responsibility for this decision. Um, 
It's obviously unfair to send abuse, death threats. That's fucking horrific. Um, Their chair made it very clear that the LGBT conservatives were hurt by the decision to allow the LGB alliance to attend and that their members felt that it was the wrong thing. So anyone sending LGBT conservative members abuse is just, I mean, (laughs) you shouldn't be sending that shit to anyone, but you are literally sending it to people that agree with you and are your allies. So fucking cut that shit out. What the fuck? Um, Let's talk about Labour conference. (laughs) What a kerfuffle. (laughs) Um, nah, it wasn't too bad. I I don't know. I'm sure it was fine. I'm sure people had a lovely time. Um, there was, uh, (laughs) a weird moment where Keir Starmer started talking about blood donation and shit. He, he gave a really long speech. Um, like, everyone was emphasising how fucking long it was. It was... It was nearly like the length of like a movie. And it's like, bitch, you're out here talking and you're talking and you're talking and you're talking. I could have watched a saw film in this time, but okay, girl. Um, but he was talking and he was talking and he was talking. Um, I just didn't find his speech that interesting. But then again, it's not for me, so okay um there was a couple of really awkward moments where Keir Starmer was heckled by the audience um including when he was talking about the NHS uh when he was talking about education and also when he was talking about his mother's death which seemed uh, really gross and inappropriate. Um, that was uncomfortable. He did handle it well, I felt, though. He, um, I mean, I'm sure that it did probably, you know, get to him and it hurt him, I'm sure, because he's a person, he's only human. Um, but he didn't let that show and he just move past it you know I think that's probably the right thing to do um so I mean that happened uh (laughs) there was a bit in his speech where he started banging on about this thing Gordon Brown said about how you know (laughs) it was so stupid he was like if a Welsh person or a Scottish person gave blood they wouldn't they wouldn't try and stop it being given to an English person and it was like okay but like what does this mean I think his point was like the union is good and we should all give each other blood or something I don't know but I mean I'm sure that like someone in India or 
someone in Canada or someone in the US or or you know in Jamaica or many of the other countries that the UK has tried to keep a hold on I'm sure that if they had blood and someone in England needed it they would give that blood but that doesn't mean that they also want to give up their right to run their own country and I don't think that a desire to want to have the freedom to make your own choices and take your own path I don't think that is inherently anti-English so I don't really get what his point was it was a bit muddled and stupid which is weird because like he's a lawyer and shit he's supposed to be smart and articulate but I wasn't really seeing it anyways it kind of went that moment went viral on Twitter because everyone was just like bitch what the fuck (laughs) what the what are you saying girl it was awkward um (laughs) oh girl uh Deanna Davidson (laughs) Deanna Davidson who's a conservative MP she gave her thoughts on Kiss Summer Speech she said well that's 90 minutes of my life I'm never getting back hashtag starmer (laughs) okay girl like you didn't have to watch it the fact that you sat and you watched the whole thing like god that says something if you found it boring you could have switched it off like I watched the whole thing but that's that's because I host a podcast about the shit and so I have to I have to be relatively informed on things you don't have to you don't have to sit here and watch the leader of the opposition make a speech because you're in the governing party. You don't have to give a shit what he says. You could have just turned it off. You're the fucking mug that sat there for an hour and a half watching someone that you apparently found boring and shit. Like, <laughs> you're the fool, sis. You're the fool. Um, <laughs> That woman, she... <laughs> she's an idiot I don't know what to tell you um that was uh god they did not put respect on Mark Drakeford's name Mark Drakeford leader of Welsh Labour first minister of Wales Labour's only like actual head of government in the UK by the way like Big Mark is the only one making it work right now (laughs) Um, so, an image of Mark Drakeford speaking at the conference went viral because there was a lot wrong with it. Um, I don't know who was doing the graphics at Labour Conference, but, I mean, maybe call someone else this time, you know, when you're planning your next one, because, girl. Um, firstly, they referred to Mark Drakeford as an AM um, assembly member uh, is is what that acronym means Um, but that's no longer a thing because that's the Welsh assembly no longer exists Uh, the correct terminology would be MS or AS now they also spelt first minister wrong on (laughs) Like, I just... Look, I get it. Like, you know... (sighs) 
mistakes are going to happen. But two mistakes in one person's little label thing, when they're talking, come on. Like, what, were they doing them, like, on the day? You didn't have this shit prepared? You didn't know Mark Drakeford was going to be there? Come on. Come on. Speaking of people being places. <laughs> that was a terrible segue, oh my god. Um, the Queen... The Queen went to Holyrood to formally open the Scottish Parliament. I'm sure that they were all fucking thrilled to see her. Um, <laughs> um, okay, Liz. Enjoy it while it lasts, I guess. That's all. I. Girl. It was, it was uneventful. Um, to be fair, actually, I'm kind of surprised that the Queen showed her face because it's been revealed that the Queen is apparently privately spending millions to fund Prince Andrew's sexual assault lawsuit defence. So... If that was me, and I was defending my son that was accused of all that shit, I would not be showing my face. I would not be turning up to Hollywood in a fucking fancy hat and a crown and all that shit. No way. I'd be hiding in my house. In fact, you know what? It wouldn't even get to that point for me, because if, if I had a son, if I had a daughter, if I had any kind of child that got accused of that shit they would no longer be my child you know why because i would die of shame i would simply pass away i would be fucking dead on the floor the shame would kill me i'd be mortified i but she just walks in there boulders brush she's like "Mm." yeah hello nicola hello please don't mention that my son is a paedophile allegedly don't try and come for me liz Please don't mention... I'm, I'm very sensitive about it. And now I'm here to act like I'm the boss of you. Oh, please don't leave the union. Fuck off, Liz. Oh my God, do you think I'm going to go to jail for telling the Queen to fuck off? That'd be all good. Imagine you turn up there and everyone's like, Oh, what are you in for? Murder. Oh, what are you in for? Assault. What are you in for? I told the Queen to fuck off on a podcast. Based. Love that for me. Ah. Uh, <laughs> Um, (laughs) uh, (laughs) I actually kind of hope this happens Um, the fuel problems roll on not shortages apparently Um, I mean it's one of those things where it's like well technically there is a shortage in the sense that places are running out of fuel but it's not because the fuel does not exist it's just that it's not where it needs to be and that's because there's not enough drivers do you know what I mean so deputy prime minister and mastermind extraordinaire and karate champion um and fucking office order Dominic Raab has apparently suggested that low-level offenders in prisons who've been given community sentences wait, sorry, not in prisons 
you can't have, you can't be in prison and have a community sentence my bad so offenders who have been given community sentences so like people that haven't been sent to prison like they've been given a sentence within the community like you know like they have to do voluntary work and stuff like that so he suggested that these offenders could be used to address the country's lack of hgv drivers um i mean i am all for supporting offenders into employment to lower the risk of reoffending. I think that's definitely the best way to do it. Shout out to Timpsons for being real. But HGG HGV driving is is kind of specialist work, no? They need special driving licenses. You can't just rock up in there with a like a fucking Legoland license or none of that shit. Not even with just a regular license. They have to take like more you know, more more care because it's a specialized job because they're driving around these big fucking things. You can't just go in there with a regular license. So this whole thing of just plucking the different groups out of the air and just saying okay well what about you know offenders with community sentences um what about retired paramedics that was one that was suggested this week as well um what about firefighters uh what about people on job seekers hours you know we'll just pick all these people out and say oh they could they could go and drive these trucks and it's like well no it needs to be people that are qualified to do it. This is the whole point. You can't just chuck a random person that doesn't have the experience or the training in. Because it's not fair on them. And it's dangerous. I mean, do I expect any better from an idiot like that? No, not really. But Jesus Christ. You want to hear something really scammy and really gross? So, there's this man, he's a very rich man, his name is Malcolm Offord. I know who this bitch is, not really. Uh, But we are about to find out because he's just been made a minister at the Scotland office. Christ knows how. As, As ludicrous. This man has no... He has no business being there. He stood for election. He lost that election. He then donated £147,000 to the Conservative Party. And magically, he receives a peerage. He gets a seat in the Lords. He gets £300 a day of our fucking money. And then he just gets given the job. He just becomes a minister. He is an unelected Tory donor that has just become a minister at the Scotland office. It's a scam. It's a fucking scam. It is literally a scam. I I mean, Jesus Christ. Um... How? 
how? Just how? I'm asking. I'm asking questions. I want to know. It's ludicrous. Oh, you never guess what? The Green Party. They've picked new leaders, co-leaders. Um, so in the end, they went with Carla Denya and Adrian Ramsey. I'm sorry if I pronounce names wrong. It's my thing. I do that. Um, hello, new green leaders. Welcome. Hi. What's up? Um, I hope you say something funny and memey so that I can put it in the theme song at some point. Um, but yeah, let's see what happens with the greens. It'll be interesting. Um, in bad political party news, Britain First is back. Uh, Britain First are basically fucking batshit. Uh, they have re-registered as a political party. Uh, Britain First are probably best known for illiterate Facebook posts and being associated with the terrorist that murdered Joe Cox. Um, I do not look forward to seeing what they're going to be doing, obviously. Not looking forward to that. Um, uh, I feel like I need to talk about this, but I don't know if I can do it without yelling. (laughs) I actually tried earlier and the whole thing was just mainly me shouting. So I was like, I can't use this. I can't. I'm going to break people's headphones. So, I did some yoga and I tried to chill out. It didn't really work, but still. But we're going to try and talk about it now. We're going to talk about the Metropolitan Police. So, this week, Wayne Cousins was sentenced for the murder of Sarah Everard. You may have heard about that case earlier in the year. He was sentenced this week. He got a whole life tariff. That bitch is never getting out of prison. Thank God. But... The Metropolitan Police, and to be honest, police as a whole, have been... I mean... It has... It has really been... Um, madness to see Um, just the absolute batshit behaviour the crazed um, suggestions and just general discourse has just been fucking wild so um firstly a lot of people not just in the metropolitan police but police in general have been desperate to kind of push this image of he wasn't associated with us he's nothing to do with us he never should have been a police officer and i'm sorry but he was a police officer and you know what he used his position as a police officer he used his police id 
handcuffs, all that shit, to make Sarah Everard think she was being arrested. And that was what allowed him to kill her. So you don't get to say, he's nothing to do with us. You know why else you don't? Because this is a man that was nicknamed the rapist by his colleagues because he made women feel uncomfortable. They knew that he made women feel uncomfortable and rather than doing something about it or reporting him or trying to talk to him about his behaviour, they nicknamed him the rapist and they laughed about it. Like, what the actual fuck is that? What the actual fuck is that? Who does that? Apart from people that are in the business of enabling and covering up this shit. That's who. Um, There's a lot of kind of woe is us coming out from the police. It's like they can't read the room. It's really been um, crazy to to watch, really. Um, So... uh, Philip Orlot, Alot, God, I don't know. Who cares? Because this man is terrible. Here's uh, the North Yorkshire Police Commissioner and, frankly, a horrible, horrible person. Um, he said, women, first of all, need to be streetwise about when they can be arrested and when they can't be arrested. She should never have been arrested and submitted to that. What was she supposed to do? Seriously, what was she meant to actually fucking do? If she had said, actually, no, you don't have the right to arrest me, he would have just hit her or something. He was much bigger than her. You can see that in the videos and the pictures. And she was just doing what everyone is taught to do in the UK and, frankly, around the world. You are taught to be respectful of police. You are taught that if you are polite, Um, You know, if you've done nothing wrong, you've got nothing to hide, go quietly and it'll all get sorted out. That's what we're told. And that's what she did. So, I don't really understand why he's out here like, she shouldn't have submitted to that. Shut the fuck up. Like, (sighs) that's stupid. That's ridiculous. And it's cruel and insensitive to say that. A girl was murdered and you're blaming her for it. Let's fucking be real. He put out some ridiculous apology, but I don't care because his true colours were already there on full fucking display. Um, There was... (laughs) a lot of... I saw something really fucked up, actually, and I want to talk about this. I probably shouldn't have because it was really disturbing. Um, But I went onto the Police UK Reddit page and there was a discussion about what could be done to try and stop this happening again. And there was a suggestion from somebody about how police officers should have to leave things like their ID and their equipment at the station so they didn't have it with them out in, you know, the world. Um... And somebody replied with this. There is that rule in the Met when you're, where you're not supposed to take your baton home unless you have permission. But of course, nobody actually follows this rule. Even I am guilty of it when I have had OST. I 
don't know what that is the next day and don't want to travel to and from the nick to get my kit so this person is openly saying that they take weapons home how the fuck are we supposed to feel safe with the police when they're openly admitting to taking weapons home when they know they're not supposed to it's like this week the police have been on a mission to make themselves seem as untrustworthy as possible because i mean this is not the only reason i'd say it's kind of a last straw kind of situation you know what i mean um the police's behavior um at the vigil for sarah Everard's murder i think really kind of triggered something uh in people um the way that the police have reacted very slowly for example to um to a lot of recent crimes against uh black minority ethnic people um has lowered trust in the police um the way that they conducted themselves over covid as well because a lot of the time you know it it was there was a, a, a time during the lockdown where there was an almost daily video of a police officer and sometimes several police officers basically bullying members of the public um and every single time it turned out the member of the public had done nothing wrong and the police were basically just starting on them for no fucking reason there were people that were walking down the street completely alone mask on not doing anything wrong walking to essential jobs that they couldn't do from home and police were bothering them uh there were people that were just out of the house to go to the shops police were bothering them there were people that were just out in the park on their own walking their dogs police were bothering them shit like that obviously made people lose trust in the police too um so (laughs) i feel like it's been a long time coming and i also feel like the police probably had time to prepare some kind of defense for this some kind of response to this um but instead let's let's have a look at what they came up with Met Police issues advice to women to shout or wave a bus down if they don't trust a male officer. (laughs) I... What? What are you saying? What's a bus gonna do? have a look at some of their other advice run away and call 999 if you are stopped by a lone officer and feel unsafe let me tell you what both of these suggestions will lead to they will lead to police brutality that's what's going to happen if you start waving at a bus if you start running away if you start trying to make phone calls you know what's going to happen they're gonna say you were resisting arrest and that's it you're on the floor like that's what's gonna fucking happen it's absolutely fucking stupid advice um 
mean, what the fuck? I mean, this is the thing. If we've gotten to the point where the police are having to advise us to run away from their own officers, where the fuck do we go from there? Do you know what I mean? Where do we go? And this officer that killed Sarah Everard, he... He was somebody that was obviously not suitable for the role, but he still had the role, you know. Um, Multiple police forces knew that he was a problem. He had been involved in a number of offences already, and yet he was allowed to keep his job, keep his equipment, which he was allowed to take with him when he left home, when he left to go home, And this is why he was able to kill her. The Metropolitan Police put out a tweet this weekend. They said, We know we have an urgent duty to, pro- to do more to protect women and girls. Here are some questions you can ask if you have qu- concerns about an officer. Let's have a look at these fucking questions, shall we? Where are your colleagues? Where have you come from? Why are you here? Exactly why are you stopping or talking to me? If I asked the police officer that, I'd get a bat onto the face. And deep down, whoever tweeted this shit out knows that. Get fucked. Listen. It is not the public's job to do all this extra work. To be fucking hailing buses and asking questions and running away. If the police want our trust back, they have to make real change. There has to be real reform. We have to be able to see it. Right now, we can't. That's not our problem. That's their fault they've done this. It's not our fault to fix this. It's theirs. It's not our job. This is their responsibility because they broke the trust, not us. I shouldn't have to be running away waving down buses, calling people. Mm -mm. That is not how this shit is meant to work. It is not how this shit is meant to work. I just wanted to uh, have a quick chat about a picture that has been released of Boris Johnson going for a run on the first day of Conservative Party Conference in Manchester. Um, I, it's so staged, but he hasn't tried. Do you know what I mean? Okay, let me explain why, if you haven't seen the picture. So, um, in this picture, he's wearing shorts. That's what I would expect. Fine. But you know what else he's wearing? He's wearing, like, an actual shirt. Like, a shirt that you would wear, like, with a suit or something. Not a t-shirt. Not, like, 
you know, maybe kind of like a thin jumper like that, I would expect. But no, he's wearing like an actual t-shirt that you would wear with like a tie, like an actual shirt, sorry, I mean, that you would wear with a tie, like that kind of thing, which obviously would be very uncomfortable to run in for a, a long period. Um, he's also wearing like... he's also wearing like proper like shoes that you would wear you know for like work or something you know he's not wearing trainers um I mean god I do not go for runs and even I know that you would wear trainers but for some reason in this picture he's not I don't really understand why he hasn't even bothered to put in the effort to <laughs> maintain the delusion for this this staged photo. I mean, obviously that that's what this photo is. It's a staged photo. Um, but he hasn't even put in the effort to make it look real. Like, girl, we know you just kind of jogged on the spot for like five seconds while they took the picture and then you went back to your hotel and just like have breakfast or whatever and I mean honestly I can't say I blame you because if I was in that position I would do the same but you know what I would do you know what I would do I would make sure I was wearing like full fucking PE kit and whatever so at least the photo made sense I There's been a lot of uh, responses to this that I found quite funny. <laughs> uh, somebody said, more like his latest conquest husband came home and he had to make a swift getaway. <laughs> Are you sure he didn't just wake up in the bed of an advisor and is legging it back before Carrie wakes up? <laughs> I mean, that would at least make, you know, his outfit make a little more sense. Um, there's our totally normal, totally appropriate Prime Minister jogging in shirt and shoes. <laughs> His comms team have defo said, Boris, it's the London Marathon today. It would be great if we could get a shot of you running. The voters will love it. And he ran for approximately 2.37 seconds while they took this. <laughs> uh, it is the London Marathon today. Um... So good luck to anybody doing that. Um, have fun. Do running. I, I don't fucking know. Um, <laughs> it is. Um, it is quite interesting that Boris Johnson would post this picture or have this picture released, so to speak. Um, today when over the last few days there has been a lot of controversy about something that he said and people being incredibly upset I'm going to play you a little clip right now so you can hear some businesses, but I've given you the most important metric. 
which is, uh, I mean, never mind life expectancy, never mind, uh, uh, you know, cancer outcomes. Or look at look at wage growth. Never mind cancer outcomes. Bitch, what the fuck? What? I mean, so I guess releasing this really kind of cringe and awkward picture stops people talking about the fact that Boris Johnson straight up said, never mind cancer outcomes, Um, you know, and he seemed to think that as long as wages are growing, which they're not for a lot of people, actually, I'll point out. that everything is fine. And so I guess releasing this photo maybe gets people talking about something different. Um, Cause it's like, oh my God, he looks ridiculous. You know, and yeah, maybe that's what what's happening. Um, there was also um, a similar thing that happened on Saturday evening. Um, So, there was a tweet released by Boris Johnson um, about going to the Conservative Party conference. Well, it was it was released with a picture of Boris Johnson. Uh, it was released by the Conservative Party Twitter account. But anyway, you get my point. So the tweet says we're on the way to manchester we're getting on with the job we're delivering on people's priorities hashtag cpc21 21 whatever anyways and it's got a picture of boris who he's 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 on his way he's going places he's got a bag he's wearing a suit he's at a train station he's walking past a London Northeast railway train and literally everybody in the replies was like that train doesn't go to Manchester oh my god there were so many people literally hundreds of people quote tweeting saying oh, silly Boris that train doesn't go to Manchester <laughs> I I'm pretty sure he knew that. It was just a picture of him at the train station. Um, But, you know, that picture and that tweet about his conference, his party's conference, was all over Twitter. Even though really it's just the equivalent of when you're on Facebook and you see your friend and they put up a status like en route to Weatherspoons and it's not that exciting and nobody really cares and it doesn't get many likes because it's not important. That is essentially what this tweet was and it, it it's fucking everywhere because everyone is dunking on Boris Johnson to say that train doesn't go to Manchester oh my god and yeah yeah that train probably doesn't go to fucking Manchester um I'm gonna be real I'm not entirely sure because 
you know, I haven't been to Manchester in a minute, and, you know, obviously, all the fucking train lines are all changing, everything's different now, um, but, by all being unable to resist the opportunity to dunk on this man, quote tweet it, talk about it, they all, they all did, and I understand that, it's fun to dunk on the Prime Minister, especially when this is a man that makes a lot of people's lives difficult and hard, and so people want to, you know, get a bit of revenge, laugh at the man, and be like, ha ah, fuck you, Boris, even if it is just laughing at the fact that he stood next to the wrong train in a picture, or he looks like a twat fucking going for a run in, you know, a, a proper shirt and, you know, Sunday best shoes. Fine, I get that. I get that, I do, I do. But because people were so busy dunking on this man because apparently he's not on the way to Manchester and dunking on this man because he looks like a twat in his shirt and shoes going for a run, people stopped talking about what he said. People stopped talking about the fact that in his mind, apparently, wage growth means that nothing else matters. People forgot how bad of a prime minister he has been. Um... I just, I hope people will try and remember because there's no other way to hold him to account if we don't. That's all for this week, buddies. But I will catch you next week uh, with more gossip, more tea, more drama. I am looking forward to it already. I'll see you soon. Love you. Bye. What the actual fuck is going on with this whole politics business? Frankly, Russia should go away, it should shut up.